The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right, well, <clears throat> what a week. It is, as I said, it started reasonably okay with some nice weather, but it is ending on a very sour financial note. We've been hit, uh, we, all of us, as I say, if you put out the bins, if you turn on the light, you will be feeling it this evening. Maybe you're not with the particular companies mentioned, but I'm sure the ones that haven't announced a price increase can't be too far behind. Panda Recycling is to impose a double-digit price rise on households from next month. So that'll affect 360,000 customers who will have their bin lift charges increasing by that amount, with service charges also rising. The company is citing surging diesel costs for the reason it has to transfer and pass on those higher input costs. Connor Pope is the Price Watch editor of the Irish Times and he joins me now. And I'll also be talking to Mick Barry, who is a TD for Cork North Central in a moment as well. Connor, you're very welcome to the hard shoulder. It, it's kind of relentless. We don't hear much from the others, but in terms of Panda First, I mean, this is a really tough one because you just can't escape it. There's no way out. You know, you have to put out the bins. There's nothing you can do about it. So it's a really tough one to take on the chin, isn't it? It is. But you know what? I mean, the Panda one, it chimes with everything else because you say, OK, well, you've no choice but to take out the bins. You also have no choice but to turn on your lights or to cook your dinner or to buy your food. So All of the charges that are being rolled out, whether it be refuse companies or electricity or gas providers, almost all of them are unavoidable. And this particular one from Panda, I mean, it it really is, as you well know, and your listeners will know, bin charges are pretty complicated at the best of times because it does depend on what bins you're putting out and how often you put them out. But the bottom line is that people will be paying more and they'll be paying substantially more to put out their bins with Panda. And the reality is that, of course, we're talking about Panda now, but all of the companies are likely to follow suit because we've seen that reflected across the board when it comes to food producers, when it comes to you know, petrol and diesel sellers when it comes to electricity and gas providers. When one company raises the prices, they all follow suit and they all point their point the finger of blame at the same global uncertainties and the same uh, price uh, price hikes on uh, global markets. And that's the grim reality that people have to face. And, you know, while, while the bin charges are bad news, like they're going to be left in the halfpenny place by the, by the price hikes that we're facing when it comes to energy. Because when it comes to those kinds of costs, you're going to be looking at hundreds, if not thousands of euros more that we're going to be spending on lighting and heating our homes and cooking our meals over the next 12 months compared to, let's say, the 12 months from the start of 2020. Yeah. Now, do, do you believe, Connor, that you can economise on litter and rubbish and things? are put? I mean, you do see people going on every second week with the bins. It probably doesn't make much difference that the second round is going to be heavier anyway. But I mean, is there anything I can't I mean, you can obviously get rid of less packaging and so on, but it's very much at the margin. I mean, do you just see this as no, there, there is no way. You know, obviously, you're, the power you use use and the heat you use can be you can taper that back to some degree but the the waste one is it's very hard to see how you can squeeze out from underneath this it's very hard and to be honest the kinds of savings that people would be making by being really parsimonious with the amount of potato peelings that they put in the bins or whatever it might be it's very small beer so there's not there's not going to be a huge amount that that people will do and also the reality is that you know we can talk a lot about money saving tips and you should do x y and z but for hundreds of thousands of Irish consumers and for hundreds of thousands of Irish householders they're already being put to the pin of their collar they're already doing all of the things that we might advise them to do 
So there's very little wiggle room left. And that's why we're heading into this winter of discontent, to borrow a phrase from the early 1980s or late 1970s. And the thing is, if it was just one or two areas, you think, okay, well, we're just going to buckle down and we'll take the hit and we'll conserve energy or we'll turn down the thermostat by an extra degree and we'll put on the jumper or whatever it is that you might be suggesting. But it's the reality is it's the price increases are coming across the board. So, for instance, we, you know, Kantar had figures out uh, uh, in, in recent days uh, pointing to a, a grocery price inflation of close to 10 percent. And it's almost certainly going to exceed 10 percent by the time their next raft of figures come out uh, next month. And that's going to add around 700, 800 euros onto the cost of groceries for, for a typical Irish household. Then you have the price of energy, gas and electricity. That's going to add well in excess of a thousand euros onto the price of uh, uh, you know the average costs of people of of Irish households. You have the bin charges. You have the and, and like we're not even and Connor. About- um, sorry to interrupt you. I mean, obviously, yeah, this on. is just one company in in the quest of SSE electricity. Obviously, Electric Ireland is one that a lot of people will be watching because that's the old ESB as we used to call them. There's a lot of customers there. I mean, do you see any kind of um, arbitrage, if you want to call it that, between the different companies? It might only be a percentage or two, but do you see them all? No, look, it's pretty much all the same. You're going to end up. But are are you better off being with one company than another? Because at these level of prices, even a few percentage points would actually matter. Well, actually, that's an interesting question, because typically the larger companies and by larger, I mean Electric Ireland or Borgosh Energy are better equipped to hedge. So, you know, they have deeper pockets. They're bigger companies. They have a larger number of customers. So, so, so they can arguably offer slightly better value when it comes to the crisis that we're living through now. But it's really important to stress that whilst the prices are increasing, an awful lot of your listeners will be going, oh, well, there's nothing we can do. I'm doomed. I'm with electricity and I've been with electricity for the last two or three years. So I'm just going to have to suck it up. That's not true, because even in an era of price hikes, there is still really significant savings to be made for the hundreds of thousands, and I am talking about the hundreds of thousands of people who haven't switched provider in recent years, because the way the market is set up in this country, if you move from company A to company B, you will be incentivized for the first year with significant discounts. And those discounts can amount to up to 40%, which go a massive way. But the, the, these, yeah, these are these famous customers that, and you see this as well with telecoms, people go, they get the introductory offer, they wait a year and then they head off somewhere else. C- can you actually do that in the energy space to, to, to your 100%. knowledge? 100%. And actually, it's far easier Emmett, to do it in the energy space than it is to do it in any other space. Because I can talk to you about the benefits of switching health insurance. But health insurance is a really complicated and deeply personal matter. And it's to do with people's health. So they're afraid. I can point to the benefits of switching broadband provider. But again, there's a difference in quality from broadband company A to broadband company B. And I can even tell you the merits of switching from cornflake A to cornflake B. But there's again a difference in quality between the dearer cornflakes, and we all know who I'm talking about, and the cheaper cornflakes. But when it comes to energy, when it comes to gas and electricity, there is absolutely no difference between the gas and electricity that Electric Ireland give you and the gas and electricity that Borgosh Energy give you, our electricity, now, Connor, our flow gas. Can I ask you a, a strange question? I'm going to go to my other guest now in a second as well. But um, if you go and look at British media coverage of this issue, there's endless coverage of price caps. There's endless coverage of um, rebates. There's endless coverage of what's going to happen this winter. I mean, do you not think Irish voters and the Irish public are going to say, hang on a second, our friends across the Irish seat seem to have all this stuff. They've had a price cap and admittedly it's going up, but they've had they've had a benefit up to now. 
Do you not think people are going to start casting around saying, well, why can't we have some of those things, even though they're different markets and different countries, etc.? Well, well, that price cap is, is, is going up massively in, in, in the weeks ahead. And if you read the British press today and yesterday, they're all shock horror and saying, oh, my God, Br- British consumers are going to be faced with price increases of hundreds, if not thousands of euros as a result of the lifting of those price caps. So I wouldn't necessarily be looking at the British market with any degree of envy, because I think the reality is this is a global crisis and the crisis is, as we all know, caused by the illegal invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the volatility on the global energy markets as a result of that. So that's what's driving the crisis. But Connor, but Connor, I have to ask you, like, I mean, our prices weren't great before any of this. We were among the highest European electricity charges anyway. Now, nothing we can do about about that at this stage, but we were never at the right part of the league table to start out with. Isn't that correct? 100%. 100%. But listen, that's a drum I've been banging for a very long time. <laughs> Too late now, and it's, I suppose. <laughs> it's, it's not just with energy. It's with energy. It's with mortgages. It's with broadband. It's with food. It's across the board. And it does seem like no matter what we say and no matter what we kind of do, there is still a sense that oftentimes, I'm not saying always, but oftentimes we're being gouged. OK, well, listen, let me bring on our other guest who is Mick Barry. He is a TD in Cork North Central. You're welcome to the Hard Shoulder. Deputy Barry, how are you? Good, Emma. Thank you very much. Good, listen. Uh, and I'd like to pick up on the. Well, hang on. Let, let, let me just that. let me just ask you a question first before you pick up on anything. Um, you 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 want to talk about the bin charges in particular? I know it's it's an area you've been involved in over the years. What what is your solution to these? Because someone like Panda will say, "Look, all we're doing here is passing on the cost and diesel that we have to pick up ourselves, and we all know what the price of both gas and oil is at the moment. It's over a hundred dollars a barrel for oil." So do you see something else going on beyond just a company passing on those input costs? Yes, I do. Uh, Profiteering is going on here uh, with the bins and with the electricity and gas prices. So let's start with the bins. The company that owns Panda, uh, Bowpark Facilities, um, up until recently, uh, at pre-tax profits 2020, the last year they declared, €35 million up. 23% 23% on the year before. The company was sold on to an Australian financial services company, Macquarie, for a billion euro. Um, this, is the, these are, this is the company that will be um, covering their costs for diesel <laughs> uh, from the 12% hike in the bin charges. On the gas and electricity front, the situation is even worse. Parent company of electricity, SSE, made 1.5 billion in profit after tax so you know covid has been pointed to the war in ukraine has been pointed to no one would deny that these are not factors in the situation but why are we not discussing an absolutely core issue here which is the question of profiteering a huge issue with the bins and a huge issue on the electricity and gas Right, now talk to me a little bit about Electric Ireland, state-owned company, controlled by the minister who sets their policy ultimately. I mean, they're going to be announcing, unless I'm, I'll be stunned if they don't announce something along the lines of SSE electricity. I mean, what do you do with a company like that that's owned by the state? So if you, um, if you subject them to a windfall tax, you're just taking money out of one pocket and putting it back in the other one. It's, it's not going to do anything for it. What, what, what would you suggest in that area? Okay, well, that company made uh, more than 700 million euro in profit last year. Some of that does need to be set aside for investment in um, uh, green uh, energy, uh, energy supply in in the country. 
But um, a huge amount of those profits could be used uh, to block uh, these price increases. And by the way, uh, if Electric Ireland was to block the, the price increases, what would happen is the other companies would be put out of business. <laughs> and their customers, uh, and I would argue their staff, should come back to Electric Ireland and should come back to the ESB. So what you would have is you would have a state-owned electricity company that's there uh, to represent the interests of people uh, providing electricity and gas for the needs of people rather than the profits of these companies that are ripping people off. But we get, a, but we get, a, we get a dividend already from ESB, so that would be in danger if they're just run as a company to just break even and do no, nothing more than that. Isn't that correct? And how much was the dividend last year? Um, about 70 million, was it? Something like that. And how much was the profits last year? I don't, I don't have them in front of me. What, what do you, do, you, do you have them? Se- over over uh, 700 million euro. Yeah, okay. so 10% pretty decent yeah so so why not use the 10 percent and more again to offset these increase uh, these uh, uh, price increases which by the way uh, will will do a number of things um, number one is it'll make the majority of people uh, poorer but it will force a significant number of households into a choice between heating on the one hand or eating on the other hand and me can and I ask you could I ask you a question as well about the British Labour Party Keir Starmer has signed up for a policy which a lot of people are very interested in which is to effectively rebate the current increases until next summer you know until the spring until essentially the temperatures start to rise and back it up with a windfall tax and some borrowing as well I mean is, is that the direction we should be going in well, windfall tax is an interesting point. Uh, Michael Martin was asked about it uh, on the 4th of August, uh, and, and we haven't heard about it uh, uh, since then. I would be in favour of uh, a windfall tax on the energy companies in order to, uh, you know, uh, freeze the bills and, and stop And wi- which, which companies now? Are you talking about, like an SSA Airtricity, are you talking about your shells and the BPs? We don't have them in Irish waters, but, but nevertheless... Which, which Big companies, energy which companies and the energy suppliers and the people who are hiking the gas and the electricity. But I'm making the point also that at the end of the day, you can't control what you don't own. And in reality, what we need is we need public ownership of energy so as it can be geared towards the needs of ordinary people rather than the profits of the few. And we have massive profiteering taking place at the moment and it needs to be stopped. And by the way, um, I listened with interest to Connor's uh, points about shopping around, but I note that in the UK now that a lot of the money-saving experts, probably the best known of whom is Martin Lewis, is saying that it's gone beyond shopping around at this stage and trying to save a penny here or a euro here. And the time has come for people to raise their voices and get out on the streets and protest. And people will have an opportunity to do that in Ireland now. I think in Cork on September 17th, and in Dublin on September 24th, okay. there are cost of living protests being organised. Right, and I, right. think, okay, I, well, I, I, I think I'd like to use the opportunity to call well, on people to come out in big well, you've numbers. Ju- you've just done so. OK, listen, Mick Barry, thank you for your contribution, bringing across some of the issues in relation to windfall tax. Connor Pope talking about, actually, there is ways to save some money here, smaller though they may be, and hastily at times, but it's worth doing. This environment, if you're ever going to switch around, this is the time to do it. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.